0: Since my last podcast, country music has taken three blows. One kind of expected but hurtful nonetheless, and the other two both on the same day. One of those being a total unexpected shock. We lost the star that was Troy Gentry, the legend that was Don Williams, and the icon that was Glenn Campbell. Troy Gentry was only 50 years old when the helicopter he was in crashed on the 8th of September, taking his life. He was on the way to play a gig that evening as one half of the duo that brought him fame, Montgomery Gentry. Montgomery Gentry burst on the country music scene in 1999 with their debut single Hillbilly Shoes. They were two good old boys from Kentucky who performed the hard energy-filled version of Southern Rock. Being a country music duo at the time meant going head-to-head with the dominant force that was Brooks and Dunn A hard fight for anyone, but fight they did, and even took the CMA award for best vocal duo in 2000, stopping Brooks and Dunn's 8 year winning run. I never really got to follow their career after that though, because at the time it was getting hard for me to hear the new country music coming out. CMT Europe had closed, the radio was only playing established stuff and the internet wasn't the entertainment powerhouse it is today. I did buy their debut album, Tattoos and Scars, on the strength of good reviews, and down the road got a copy of their greatest hits album. But that was about it. When the news of Troy's death came true, I dusted off those old CDs and gave them a listen. Their hard-rocking Southern sound hasn't aged a day. As a matter of fact, the confident celebration of the Southern man and his lifestyle that they brought to their music is still found today at the top of the country charts in the form of bro country. Montgomery Gentry just did it without the hip-hop and misogynistic elements in bro country that have, quite rightly, drawn a lot of criticism. For today's playlist, we start with their debut hit, Hillbilly Shoes. They set out their intentions right out of the gate with this track. Full of energy and bravado, they called out everyone who judged them when they haven't lived the life they have. I honestly think this could be the first example of a little rap sneaking into country and the true genesis of bro country. Support for the track saw it enter the chart two weeks before it was officially released and caused the release date of the album it came from, Tattoos and Scars, to be pushed up from May to April 1999. Then we go for My Town. It's the title track of their 2002 album and is a celebration of the way of life they were born into. It was their third studio album and is their biggest selling release to date. It produced 3 consecutive top 5 hits with My Town the single getting to number 5. And lastly we go with Better Me, a song that they recorded for their new album due for release in 2018. There's no word yet on whether or not the album will be released following Troy's death but I hope it is because this song is excellent. If not, this single will be a fitting finish to their career. Don Williams was known as the gentle giant of country music, in part because of a gentle nature that went against his imposing frame, but also because of a booming baritone voice that was as smooth as silk. His style was as much easy listening as it was country, but thanks to that voice it always sounded authentic. So much so that despite the fact his songs have been covered numerous times, Don's versions remain the definitive version. There's not much else to say about the man after that, and that's not a bad thing. There was no demon drink with him, no lost years due to drug abuse, no hard living lifestyle. There was just the music, and it stood on its own. Music that saw him as popular around the world as he was in his home country, and that puts him in a rarefied category in country music. First from dawn on the playlist has to be Amanda. For me, this song showed me that covers are not always a bad thing. As a kid, I thought cover versions of songs was just a lazy way to get a hit and showed no integrity on the part of the artist. I could kind of get why you would cover a song that wasn't done well the first time around, but to cover a song that had already been a hit, well, no, that didn't make sense to me. This song helped me realise that you could record the same song, but make different statements with it. It was written by Bob McDill and recorded by Don in 1973, and a year later by Waylon Jennings. Although Waylon didn't release it as a single until it was included on his Greatest Hits collection in 1979. Even though both versions sound very similar, with just a subtle change in the lyrics between versions, one version becomes a very rose-tinted view of long-term love, while the other is a more realistic take on it. The big surprise is that the rose-tinted view comes from the hard-living country outlaw and the real comes from the middle-of-the-road country crooner. In his version, Waylon sings about the hair on my shoulders and the age in my eyes. So he acknowledges that he has gotten older, but Amanda is still the perfect beauty he doesn't deserve. Don, though, sings about the hair on your shoulders and the age in your eyes. In Don's version he acknowledges that she has gotten older, But despite that, she's still a beauty, and he's lucky to still have her in his life. Then we add Tulsa Time, just a nice little funky 70s flavoured shuffle with a nice laid back energy. Very much a song of its time. You'd know it was recorded in the 70s as soon as you hear it, but that doesn't mean it has aged badly. It comes from Don's 1978 album, Expressions. It was the lead single from that album and became Don's eighth number one hit. And last from Don, I recall A Gypsy Woman, again written by Bob McGill, along with Alan Reynolds this time, who would go on to find more success as Garth Brooks producer, and also again recorded by Waylon a few years after Don's version. It's just a lovely, wistful song that thanks to Don's voice takes on a dreamlike innocence despite the subject of the song. It became Don's biggest charting single in the UK. Glenn Campbell was another artist who saw his popularity go far beyond the country charts of his homeland. As a matter of fact, it's wrong to label him as just a country artist. He was just an artist, in the truest sense of the word. A masterful musician and talented vocalist who could make the complicated sound easy. Most people use heavy production to hide flaws, but in Glen's music the production was an expression of the artist and instead of sounding huge and imposing, It just sounded beautiful and deceptively simple. He started his professional career back in the 60s as a session musician and his playing can be found on tracks by Dean Martin, Nat King Cole, Frank Sinatra and Elvis Presley. By 1963, his playing and singing were heard on 586 recorded songs. He worked with the Beach Boys in the middle of the 60s, filling in on tour for Brian Wilson and playing guitar on their Pet Sounds album. His own work, though, was misfiring, until in 1967 he finally hit it big with Gentle On My Mind and Wichita Lineman. Those two songs saw him win four Grammy Awards. His career skyrocketed from there. In 69 he was in the movie True Grit, acting alongside John Wayne in a co-starring role and singing the title song for which he received an Academy Award nomination. He had a primetime variety show full of star names thanks to his session Musician Days, a show he also used to help out other musicians who needed a little exposure to help get their careers going. And he was instrumental in helping the careers of Anne Murray and the other great guitar legend Jerry Reed. His music career continued through the 70s with big hits like Southern Nights and Country Boy, and what was to be his biggest hit, Rhinestone Cowboy. By the 90s he was a legend of the genre but still had an influence helping Alan Jackson get a start and inspiring Keith Urban. Glenn was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in late 2010 and it quickly took its toll. He wanted to keep performing and embarked on a final goodbye tour but it came to a premature end in November 2012. He managed to record enough material for a final album after that tour but it wasn't released until April 2017. It was titled Adios. He died just a few months after its release on the 8th of August at the age of 81. For our playlist, we start with Glenn's biggest hit, Rhinestone Cowboy. He released it in 1975 and it was a massive hit, topping charts around the world. A big, upbeat anthem of a song, but, like Springsteen's Born in the USA, it's a song that sounds all happy and upbeat, but takes on a different tone when you actually examine the lyrics. Despite its upbeat sound, it's about the time you have to put in and the sacrifices you have to make for your time in the sun. Gentle On My Mind is next, Glenn's first big hit. It was written by John Hartford. Glenn heard Hartford's original version and loved it. Glenn put together a demo version to use to pitch the song to his producer who, without telling Glenn, just cleaned it up and released the demo as the single. His instinct was right on the money and it got Glenn's career start. By The Time I Get To Phoenix, the next song on our list, followed Gentle On My Mind and was an even bigger smash. By The Time I Get To Phoenix was written by Jimmy Webb, the first time Glenn recorded one of his songs, but by no means the last. While Glenn had a huge hit with it, he was not the only singer to take on this song. It became the third most covered song between the 50 year span from 1940 to 1990 and was listed at number 20 in BMI's Top 100 Songs of the Century. Frank Sinatra even called it the greatest torch song ever written. Southern Nights takes up the second to last place on the list. We've jumped back into the 70s with this track, and again, like Don Williams' Tulsa Time, it's very much a 70s track in its arrangement, but it still sounds good. It was originally written and recorded by Alan Toussaint, but his version didn't have much of an impact. Glenn recorded it in late 1976, adding a unique guitar lick he had learned from Jerry Reed. released it in 1977 and it became his last number one hit. Finally on this list, Wichita Line, another Jimmy Webb composition that Glenn released in 1968 and Glenn saw it become a worldwide smash. It's probably my favourite Glenn Campbell song and I don't think I'm alone in that belief. When Glenn passed, I saw video after video on YouTube paying tribute to him, and most chose to perform Wichita Lineman. Like most of Glenn's other hits, it too has been covered many, many times, but Glenn's versions are hard to top. And there we have a full list of great songs from artists who have left a permanent mark on the world of music. As usual, you can find the playlists on YouTube, Apple Music and Spotify. Just search for Country Music Musings. I'll also post the links on my Podomatic homepage. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Podomatic and, of course, on iTunes. Again, just search for "Country Music Musics." Until next time, enjoy the music.